two, I would like to talk about living ageless in therapy. I'm beginning to think that we spend a, an inordinate amount of time in therapy trying to figure out ways to deal with people that refuse to go to therapy. I hope I say that correctly. But that's kind of what happens with those situations where we attract the not-so-nice people into our lives. And in order to stay in those situations, we become little scared mice. Lack mentality, taking what we can get, all the while someone or something is just breadcrumbing us. And we're just taking those crumbs and being good with it and scurrying off to the nearest corner and just kind of snacking on it. So I'm thinking sometimes, you know, and I'm just beginning to connect the dots on a whole nother level about how our childhood traumas can play out in our life. Unfortunately, we have some people that grew up in homes that were very dysfunctional and the parents were not in a good situation, but to the world, they were able to show that face that everything was good but behind closed doors it was a whole nother story and these children grow up in homes where they get set up in that way to settle in their own lives with situations people and circumstances and they wind up in situations where they do whatever it takes to feel loved but it's it's like some people don't have the capacity to love because if a person was raised in a home where it was dysfunctional How unkind is that to keep yelling at someone to love you or to tell someone how you want to be loved? It's like going to that person and saying, give me my door keys. Or, or well, let's just say, give me my car keys. But if the person don't have the car keys, you're just in that state of going emotionally chaotic, wanting that person to give you keys to your car that they don't have. They don't have the capacity to give you that. So in thinking that you're going to have authentic 
reciprocity with that, it's not going to happen. No matter how much you stand up and yell about giving me my car keys, they don't have them. They don't have them. And eventually, standing in your own power and truth, where you will find that self-love and be loyal, understanding, and committed to your own self. And that is the only way that you can come out of that by being true with yourself first. And then you can teach people how to love you. Because you won't be accepting of breadcrumbs anymore. And you see what that looks like in other situations. I um I remember you know because because sometimes people stay in situations because of guilt. They really know they're not happy, but they they're in that maze, that unhappiness maze that they've created for themselves. And that's their world. You know, I was reflecting today, and that's kind of something that happens for me at the end of the year, because I'm looking forward to the next year and what that looks like and what that will bring to me. But when I was in um, elementary school, I was in a private school. And so one day, because sometimes you just really think you know people, but then they'll pull out a booger and you don't see it coming and there it is. Whoop, there it is. And so we were walking home from school. We're in full uniform, right? And so I have no clue, but one of the girls pulled out a cigarette and she decided we're going to smoke which was really stupid because we all in uniforms. Anybody could have reported us. But I decided to take one puff because my mom's second sister used to smoke. And it was interesting to see a cigarette sitting in the ashtray. Okay, so I took a puff. Well, let me just tell you. That stayed with me for at least two to three years. Every night, I had this reoccurring dream. Didn't know what that dream was about. But before I could fall into that REM sleep, I would see myself falling in this black hole. And then I would see this large hand growing out of the ground. 
being a Catholic school girl, a good Catholic school girl, I think that was the hand of guilt. I carried that much guilt about taking a puff off of a cigarette. And I literally, literally stayed friends with these girls. I didn't continue to smoke because it wasn't really, I didn't want to be a human ashtray. I was okay with who I was, but it was just curiosity and it was also just experiencing experiencing the world we live in, you know. But I stayed friends with them almost out of a guilt. Like, I would almost be betraying them if I just kind of cut them off. But that was then. But now, I would have cut them off with the quickness and thought nothing of it. But I'm just still saying that was such a small thing uh, that held me with guilt because I really didn't like them after that. But I still stayed a part of their circle. I think that's how it works out. That's how that dysfunction rolls out. Growing up in a home where there was domestic violence between my parents, that was kind of the groundwork of me being a part of other dysfunctionalities. You know, it comes in different ways. It does. It comes in different ways. But it rolled out in other ways because projects, you begin to say, okay, I'm not going to go through that anymore. So then you start wanting to fix people's situation and circumstances, which is probably one of the dumbest ass things that you can do. You can't fix what you didn't break. You, you you just can't. You just can't. You be civil with them. I used to have this other term that I would say, meet people where they are. I don't even believe that anymore. Okay? Because if I see a person as being a, a, a rat or a mouse, I'm not trying to get down on that floor and be no mouse with them. So I can be civil. And I think that's probably what we're being asked of. To be civil. You know, um, it takes all kind of people to make up the world. But in this whole big scheme of things, I know unequivocally that there's only one of me. There's only one of you. 
there's only one of everyone on planet Earth. We were wonderfully made. But what we choose to do on our path is how we commit to ourselves and commit to showing up and showing out in the world. But it starts with commitment. If we never learn to be loyal, understanding and committed to ourselves, we will continue just finding all these broken soldiers. And in some point, we ultimately become meshed with this, in this chaos. Just, and then you have to find order to that chaos. That's the journey that we get put on. It's no, no reason to just keep overanalyzing the situation. It was the situation. But it was also we, as individuals, have created it. And we are in these situations a lot of times because we are not standing in our own power and truth. So we go along to get along. That's kind of being the boss. I, I read this book when I was in corporate America, Who Stole the Cheese? I would suggest that book to anybody. And I'm hoping I'm saying the exact title but it was a very good teaching tool. The first part of it, it was like really weird and silly to me. But as I read this book, it grabbed my attention. It really did. And it really is how if we don't set attainable goals, and through workable plans, we just fall by the wayside. And you'll find there's other people that have fallen by the wayside. And meeting people where they are, it could just mean we're all fallen by the wayside and have decided to settle. So I'm seeing now that I am humbled by my life experiences. I am no longer angry. I am no longer frustrated. I now know that trauma bonding is real. We do attract people based on how broken we are. And that's what we create for ourselves. 
other people. And then we trauma bond. And then we, some, sometimes it's, it's, it happens, trauma can be that much greater for the other person or the other people. And then one day we get this epiphany or we get this, this rock falls on our head and we were like, wake up. Wake up. You know, uh, it's like talking to the moon. And there's sometimes you look around and you find people, you just want to pitch them to the Mars. You know, that's how far you want them going. With the foolishness. And so what happens is we, the residuals or the vapors of that, sometimes we wind up in therapy for years. Because why? Because we trying to figure out how to deal with people who won't go to therapy. For whatever reason. Traditionally, maybe their family did not believe in therapy. Come on, tradition is innovation and inventions. And so it's not about reinventing that wheel. It's about being innovative. There's different measures of therapy. For some people, some measures of therapy is yoga. Some people is Tai Chi. It's, it's what works for you. And where you want to see yourself through projections. Maybe the next three years, the next two years, the next five years, whatever that looks like. You set obtainable goals with workable plans. Because a lot of times we miss opportunities because it comes in overalls and we expecting it to come in a suit. So you have to have plans and then know that as you step into that place of power and your own truth, situations and people and circumstances will then be in alignment for the assignment. So it's almost, I guess it's like magical because, well, I can, I, it's just an extension of manifesting. Just like we manifest the little rats and rodents and we just keep on going around with them around and around in a circle and we just keep on having the same situations the same circumstances the same disagreements it's not until you change your perspective and you step out of that circle 
and you look at that circle and realize your perception changes. You had a skewed perception before. And now once you've stepped out of that, it's not just meeting the same situations. You're evolving. You can see yourself evolving even through those situations and those circumstances. So I'm still working on my website and I'm thinking about doing something very, very different. I'm not willing to discuss it too much, but it's another level of mastery that I am going for, uh, which is what our life is all about, um, mastery. Because once we really realize that there was a lot of things in our life that we did way too soon, you know, that's why I guess I'm really in love with um, singer-songwriter Adele's new song, uh, Make It Easy. It's really a pretty song, but, you know, a lot of people didn't have a chance to feel the world around them before they stepped into situations and circumstances and dealing with people before the brain was even properly developed to deal with that. I had a young lady tell me the other day that she has a friend that she's in high school that is going through trauma and because she's choosing to study psychology, this friend has made her into this therapist. And this young lady is getting very depressed because this person is dumping all their problems. It, it, it's like that. I mean, people sometimes unload burdens on other individuals, which is very unfair. And so I told this young lady, as a matter of fact, I was out of town, and I told her, I said, tell this young lady you want to be young. That's all you want right now. You want to be a teenager, going to concerts, going to parties and dances. You don't want to be her whipping boy. by letting her come and dump her, her trash on her. And then she can go on with her life because she's found this outlet to dump stuff on. But it's weighing this other young lady down and she's not enjoying being a teenager. And she won't be able to get this time back. So if you want to know more about her, you can follow my what? I don't even know at this point. Right now, I'm just kind of pulling at straws and trying to figure this out. But I'm enjoying the experience because that was part of my younger years. I skipped steps. And skipping steps can sometimes become dreams deferred. So I'm leaning into the experience 
and becoming more and more humbled by the experience of life and seeing the beauty in it, whether it's man-made or God-made. I see the beauty in this life that we have been gifted. And we don't know what tomorrow holds, but if we stay in the present, that's our medication. We have to let go of that past that no longer serves us. The people, the situation, and the circumstances. You know, and stand strong in that present. Because if you do the present right, the future is taken care of. So, in closing... I would like to say my divine salute your divine. Namaste.